Over the weekend, while processing the Ukrainian army's big breakthrough in the Russian army's headlong retreat, I came across a tweet that said this. On Russian state TV, Moscow State University professor Vitaly Tretyakov said, and I'm paraphrasing, the West thinks there will be social unrest in Russia in order to make the war stop. In reality, there will be social unrest if we don't become more active in this war. Is Tretyakov right? Is there more political pressure on Putin to ratchet up his military campaign in Ukraine than to ratchet it down? Does that explain Sunday's missile strikes, launched after that tweet, against Ukrainian power plants? Were those strikes a concession to the hardcore nationalist Russians who have long been saying Vladimir Putin should take the gloves off in Ukraine? One of them tweeted about the strikes, six months late but better than never. And could this political dynamic, combined with continued Ukrainian success on the battlefield, lead Putin to call a general mobilization, which, by hugely expanding Russia's armed forces, would reverse the manpower advantage now enjoyed by Ukraine? I have no idea what the answers to these questions are. One reason for my ignorance is that I get most of my information about the war from American media. Though the political forces shaping Vladimir Putin's handling of this war would seem to be one of the most important subjects in the world, it's a subject our finest journalistic outlets have spent the war almost completely ignoring. This is starting to change. How Putin reacts to Russia's humiliating battlefield setback is a question of such obvious importance that his political incentive structure is starting to get some attention in U.S. media. Will the result be illuminating? So illuminating that it helps Americans think more clearly about the likely consequences of various policy options? For example, providing Ukraine with new kinds of weapons, giving Ukrainians the green light to use the weapons in Crimea, etc. The early signs aren't auspicious. As Exhibit A, I give you a New York Times piece published this weekend about some of the blowback Putin is getting from Russian nationalists who think he hasn't prosecuted the war vigorously enough. Before I launch into my critique of the piece, I want to give its author, Times Bureau Chief Anton Troyanovsky, some credit. For starters, he beat the Times' rivals, the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal, to the story. Also, as we'll see, he provides some genuinely valuable insight into Putin's current political environment. Still, the main compliment I want to pay him is a backhanded one. His piece nicely corroborates my pet theory about why American journalists, and for that matter, a surprising number of American foreign policy elites, have shown so little interest in the political forces impinging on Putin's decision-making even as Putin ponders options that could greatly increase the death and suffering triggered by his invasion of Ukraine. My theory involves a cognitive bias, familiar to regular readers of NZ News.